<laughs> okay. Anyway, all right. Um, not not to waste y'all's time today. Uh, like like uh, Hero said, I'm Kyle Epoxac, Holy Macaroni, and a bunch of superheroes. Hopefully, um, I'm gonna give you uh, some tips today on Wi-Fi security. Um, I've broken them out between public Wi-Fi and home Wi-Fi. Um, just keep in mind, I broke them out just for the ease of you following along. However, um, a lot of the different options between the two are interchangeable and you can use them in other instances. It isn't, you know, the tips I give you in public isn't just public, you know, and the same for home. Anyway, without further ado, what I will say is you don't have to use all of these at once, right? When I give you tips, I usually give you a lot. And I don't want you to think out you think that you have to go out today and do every single one of them. Not all the steps have to be implemented simultaneously, but taking action, as I've said before, you know, is an essential thing. Some action, right? Take them take these things one step at a time. Um you know, the the idea is that even minor and moderate efforts to improve your security can greatly improve your security around Wi-Fi, Wi-Fi usage, and everything else that I routinely talk about. Oftentimes, bad actors go after one of two things, right? The weakest link and people using default settings. If you can stop doing those things along with clicking links, because I, say, I think I say that every week, right? If you can do these things that I'm saying, you will definitely be above the curve and be a lot safer online. Anyway, public Wi-Fi tips are pretty straightforward. First of all, my first recommendation is if you can avoid it, do not use public Wi-Fi. Use your own hotspot. That can be your it could be your mobile hotspot on your mobile device, on your phone, or it can be a separate mobile device that's you know that you can get from an ISP. You can usually get them, I think they generally call them pucks from ATT, Verizon, whoever that you want. And then if you do that, make sure you're changing those default settings. Change the username, the password, change the Wi-Fi name itself. That's often called an SSID, but you're probably more familiar with Wi-Fi name or network name. Um, but do make sure that you change that. You can also hide that name as well. That, it, that that option isn't a silver bullet, and it doesn't really greatly improve your security, right? Because bad actors can still find hidden SSIDs or hidden Wi-Fi names. However, I do personally like to do it. It's just an additional thing that you can do to, you know, another annoyance for a bad actor to where they might go after somebody else. Okay, so if you do use public Wi-Fi, it is totally fine to do that. Just keep some things in mind. First, I would suggest using a VPN. And what I do around here, you know, I just kind of give you some options because I think we all kind of know what a VPN really is. It's not truly for privacy, but it gives you some encryption and it makes your connections relatively safer, if you will. But the options that I gave this week are Proton VPN. That's a that's a really common one, and I really like that one. You can also look at Surfshark. Someone also suggested to me Express VPN. I looked into that. I think that's a good option as well. So Proton VPN, Surf Surfshark, Express VPN, NordVPN. That's my least favorite, but it, you know it is a popular one. So there's that. If you're using that, that's great. At least you're using something. Now, if you're using the Brave browser, they even have a v firewall and a VPN service as well. So check that out if you haven't. Now, if you're looking for something a little more advanced, you've done these things and you want to go a little further and kind of try your own thing, there are some options you can look at, WireGuard and OpenVPN. These are technically protocols, but they are also their own individual applications as well. Many VPN services leverage something like WireGuard or OpenVPN. So I talked about Proton, uh, Nord, Express, they all use OpenVPN. 
Now, if you want to get really crazy, you can look into TwinGate or TailScale. That's a lot more, well, WireGuard as well, right? There's a lot of manual configuration, but anyway, those are some options. Now, also don't conduct, conduct sensitive activities when you're on public Wi-Fi, banking activities, financial transactions, crypto transactions, even sensitive conversations that might identify where you are or a health condition or whatever it might be. Don't, don't have those conversations on public Wi-Fi. Now, furthermore, what I would suggest also to give you some end-to-end -end encryption around messaging or chatting with people is using an, an end-to-end encryption application such as Signal. I actually did a video on this. If you go look at EpochSec on YouTube, if you search there for, uh, I think I titled it seven messaging apps, um, that gives you some options to look into. Also, make sure when you're on a browser, this is pretty standard nowadays, but there are situations where it's not true. Always make sure you're using HTTPS. So if you're on a website, if you look at the URL, URL bar at the very top, you'll see an option. You'll see a little lock icon next to the URL. Always make sure that's there. Okay. Also, when you connect to networks, don't enable sharing. Now, sharing of files and Things like that is possible on all devices. The one quick example I'll give you that's most obvious is Windows. If you search for network and sharing center, there's two options in there, one uh, file and printer sharing and, and one other. Make sure your sharing options in your device is disabled. Also, a very common thing that people normally miss is forgetting networks, right? So let's take some peripheral options as an example, Bluetooth and NFC. So you might use Bluetooth to connect to your, your device for your, your mouse or something or your headset, or you might use NFC to make a payment transaction at a kiosk or something. Only have that enabled when you actually need to do it. It's simple enough to turn it off. Now, in terms of actually forgetting the network, oftentimes you'll connect to all these devices, right? If you go into your Bluetooth or NFC settings, a lot of times you'll see different things that are, are, are there. It remembers it. So if you get nearby that thing, it can connect again, right? Make sure you're disabling those things and removing them. Okay, that's public Wi-Fi. I said a lot, but I'm going to say a whole lot more now around home, home Wi-Fi as well. So with home Wi-Fi... What I the first thing I would suggest here is making sure that you have your own dedicated Wi-Fi router. There's a lot of options out there, but I might suggest the Netgear Nighthawk or different Asus routers. Um, now that just like I did with VPNs, I'll give you some basic options, uh, and now I'll give you some advanced options. If you're looking for a little more advanced and get a little more into it, you can look into. PF Sense or OpenSense, OPN Sense. Those are really great options if you're looking to get a little more customizable and doing your own thing. Okay, so have your own router, right? You also want to create purposeful get guest networks. So two things around this, right? First of all, you'll you want to segment your network. Now you could do this in two ways. Um, that people commonly do. You might have two different internet connections completely, if you can afford that, right? You might have satellite internet and a 5G uh, home hotspot if you live in the country or something, for example, or you might have AT&T and Verizon. It just depends if you can afford it. That way you keep one internet connection for your work stuff, for example, and then you keep one connection for all of your home entertainment things. Now, more common options, if you can't afford that, is to, on that router that I mentioned getting, you'll want to create VLANs. Now, up above, I actually posted a video that I did this week. If if you if this conversation is enough for you, good. Don't bother with the video. But if you want to kind of visualize how to do this, I walk through that in the video. 
Anyway, set up VLANs, virtual networks, right? So you're segmenting the ports on your router itself so that you can have different connections, right? So then you basically have, not not exactly true, but kind of for the simplest, for the sake of the call and keeping it short, it's kind of like having two different network connections, right? You have two different networks, one for home, one for work, or one, one for work, one for entertainment, things like that, right? Also, as I've kind of messaged throughout this thing already, is make sure you're changing those default accounts. Your Wi-Fi router is going to come with a default name. It's going to come with a, a default password. It's going to come with a default admin, administrator account. It's going to come with a lot of default settings like that. Make sure you're changing those. You can also even change the default IP range, right? All routers basically come with 192.168.1.1. And by the way, when I say the dot, everything between each dot is called an octet, right? So IP addresses have, well, at least IPv4, it has four octets, okay? And apologies for my dogs barking in the background. But you can change that from dot one dot one to something simple like dot five dot one, right? And have a different IP range for your home network. Uh, I mentioned the different networks already and segmenting that, but you also want to make sure that you have WPA2 is enabled as well. This is an encryption protocol and it helps make you more secure. But on your router, you're going to have the option to disable these or enable WPA2 or even maybe WPA3. Whatever the highest option for your router is available, make sure you have that enabled, right? Also consider, be careful opening ports, right? Like a Cardano node, for example, you can open a port so you can have that communicate to the network, right? Or if you play a certain video game, maybe sometimes you might want to open a certain port for connection reasons or whatever. Be careful opening ports. If you don't know what you're doing, don't do that. Furthermore, around ports and protocols, in your router itself, oftentimes it'll come with certain ports and protocols enabled because of certain features. In the video, I talked about the ready share feature in a Netgear Nighthawk. That comes with certain ports enabled. You don't need that option. Don't don't enable it. Right. Um, another, the final thing I might suggest is you're also consider your home layout and the home size. Right. The, like, do you have different floors? What type of material are your walls? How big is your house? You know, because what you can do is you can actually go in your router and start reducing slowly, reducing the strength of that signal, so it only propagates enough for you to connect in your house, so your neighbors or somebody on the street can't start trying to connect to your network. That kind of thing. Now, finally, I've been going a long time now, but finally, just in some general recommendations that isn't necessarily directly applied to Wi-Fi, but just general practice, right? Make sure that you're using secure browsers. I talked about Brave earlier. It has great security features such as Brave Shields. So if you're not using Brave, check that out. Um, also, I'm not really typically for mentioning browser extensions. I'm, I'm generally very against them, but I actually did a video on that as well, where I talk about different security extensions that you can actually use that I think are valuable. So look into that if you'd like. Also make sure you're using AV and firewalls, right? Oftentimes people aren't even using basic antivirus. Now this isn't a silver bullet either, right? Sometimes they have gaps, but they do help you. Um, and oftentimes when you buy AV or get AV from somebody that made the AV, the vendor or the company, oftentimes they'll come with a default firewall configuration as well. So make sure you're using that. Also, as I say, I've said 5,000 times, make sure you're using two-factor authentication. Um, I've talked about that so many times, so I'm not gonna get into that, um, but, Go check out my stuff if you want to 
understand 2FA better. Um, but also, finally, just be careful what applications you're downloading. Um, only go to the trusted sources. You know, that's just a common message I normally share. Um, don't just willy-nilly download things and install them. Be careful and go to sources. Anyway, that's all I got. I hope that was helpful to you, and thank you for the time.